I can't bring myself to regret the decisions that brought me face to face with death. They also brought me to Edward. A month ago. Um, One calendar month ago. 30 days. Month ago. Welcome to part two of our episode on Twilight featuring Twilight Talk, where we last left off. Bella and Edward just had their famous meadow scene where Bella has discovered that Edward is a vampire. And now back to the episode. And so then, you know, we're in Bella's bedroom and um, Bella lays in her bed and we get this iconic voiceover. Yes. uh, About three things I was absolutely positive. First, Edward was a vampire. Second, there was a part of him, and I didn't know how dominant that part might be, that thirsted for my blood. And third, I was unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him. Well, you know, those are... Those are three problems. Those are three problems, girl. Yeah. And like, because you're you're much more familiar with the timeline than I am. This is like what, like a month since they've met each other. Or yeah. Something? So in the in the movies, it's, in the movies, it's even more like condensed, right? Because they really only in the mm. movies have like a converse, two conversations. Yeah. Before. It's like we're in love. But yeah, in yeah. the in the in the timeline, it's maybe a maybe a month a month and he's been gone don't forget that he ran he goes away to like alaska yeah. at a certain point so like they truly it has been no is they've spent like a, a day together <laughs> oh yeah maybe if that um yeah and so which it's just it's hor- it's horrifying um and so mm-hmm. bella then you know goes over to her window and sees edward waiting for her and we get one of another one of those iconic like sighs like <sighs> and like a kind of fidget with the hair yeah. They, at school, um, Eric and, and uh, you know, the, the Forks High crew are all <laughs> outside talking about how the prom three theme is going to be Monte Carlo. And Angela sees Bella step out of Edward's car and everyone is staring at them. And Angela says, oh my God. <laughs> and this is used in sounds yeah. on TikTok, TikTok all the time. Um, yeah. Edward puts his arm around her. And he's basically like, oh, and he has these Ray-Bans on. And it is an, it's a oh, great yeah. look. It is a great look. Absolutely. For it does look really good. So one time where he actually seems to be like, Edward seems to be happy at all in this, in this right. movement is in yeah. the shot. And he says, he says, well, I'm breaking all the rules now uh, since I'm already going to hell. Again, you know, nonsense doesn't, shouldn't make any sense to Bella, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She's like, okay. So next up they, uh, have a little date i guess they go to the mountains um <laughs> weary i don't it's whatever um bella's like so does someone have to be dying to become like you and he's like no that's just carlisle like he found me in 1918 when i was dying of influenza and he changed me to save my life and he says that not many vampires have the restraint to do what Carlisle did because once they taste human blood, a sort of frenzy begins and it's almost impossible to stop. And, you know, she asks him if Carlisle is the only reason that they don't kill people. And he's like, not like the only reason. I also just don't want to be a monster and says that, you know, his family, they consider themselves vegetarians, but it's like... A human living on tofu, it keeps you full, but you're never fully satisfied. I disagree. Yeah, Moza. My vegetarian friend was very offended. Yeah, my my vegetarian (laughs) best friend, we were watching it. She's like, shut up. 
<laughs> yeah. And I think that afterwards he's like, it wouldn't be like drinking your blood, for instance. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> They're like, we can joke about this now. Yep. And so Bella asks about, uh, you know, the vampire that killed Waylon. Like, does he know anything about that? And he's like, yeah, you know, we run into others from time to time. And she asks if, you know, his whole family can read minds like he can. And he's like, no, it's just me. But um, Alice can actually see the future. Mm -hmm. But her visions are subjective. Like, they can always change depending on what people decide. Okay, this is at Bella's house. So at Bella's house, Edward invites her over for dinner with his family tomorrow. And she's pretty nervous about them not liking her. But Edward is, like, amused by her concern. Um Amused by her concern being there, oh, as opposed to them literally sucking her blood. Yeah. She's like, oh, I just like hope they like me. He also does a he does a great like Christopher Walken and his accent really dips out in that scene. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, So you're worried. <laughs> it is You're more worried about my parents. He's like, you're worried. Oh my gosh. Not about the vampires. Like it's just like, what <laughs> happened here? So weird. Yeah. And then Edward hears something. He immediately leaves. And as his car passes, Billy's car, like Billy's coming into Bella's driveway and they just have this intense stare at each other. Yeah. Uh, Edward leaves and Billy's like, yeah, we're here to see the first Mariners game of the season. And also Jacob wanted to see Bella mm-hmm. in this movie. Poor Jacob. Bella could not give a fuck about Jacob. She could literally <laughs> never see him. Like he could never come up in the movie again. She would not say a word. It is true. It is. She does not. Yeah. She does not care for Jacob as of yet. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so he asked Charlie about the Waylon case and Charlie tells him he doesn't think it was an animal and asks him to keep the kids on the reservation out of the woods. So it sounds like Charlie and Billy both have some knowledge about stuff that maybe like Jacob and um, Bella don't. Oh, yeah. Billy is like staring Bella down. He's like, I don't think it was an animal attack. <laughs> He's like, what about your vampire boyfriend, Bella? Do you know something about that? <laughs> Um, and, and so we get to see the Cullen, they go, they go to Edward's home, the Cullen house, yeah. um, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Like yeah. one of the best houses it's ever. It's a modern mansion. Yeah, it really is. Um, and so she's like, oh my God, it's so light and open. I, cause I think she like just expected that they were all going to be like laying down in their coffins, I guess. I don't know. Um, (laughs) he's like, yeah, this is the one place that we don't have to hide. Meanwhile, in the kitchen, the Cullens are making a huge feast for Bella. Um, they're all being super awkward. Rosalie's complaining. She's like, is she even Italian? To which Emmett says, well, her name is Bella, which is a beautiful, just like himbo response. <laughs> just yeah. love Emmett. Edward and Bella come in and Esme says, Bella, we're making Italiano for you. She's so sweet. I... She is the sweet. Esme's the sweetest. Yeah. So she like in the she's an architect, like she's very into architecture and design. So she designed that like beautiful house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just all have the most awkward meeting that any creatures yeah. have ever had. Um, Carlisle's like, oh, you've given us an excuse to use the kitchen for the first time. And it's like, why do they have all this cooking stuff? Like, why they have so much stuff. Right. Um, and so Edward randomly and kind of aggressively is like, she already ate. That's at like, which point, yeah. so rude. 
Why? Yeah. Why would you say that? And so it would, if I were Bella, I would have jumped in and been like, no, 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 I didn't. No, I didn't. Um, right. Rosalie, you know, proceeds to crush and smash the salad bowl. <laughs> And Bella's like, well, let me try to fix it. And she's like, oh no, I ate because I know you don't eat. And I didn't know. And so Rosalie's like, you know, this is really dangerous for all of us. Like our entire family is going to be implicated if this ends badly. We get from Bella badly as in I would become the meal. And everyone just like laughs. This would never have, this would ne- this is no. not, again, not, not my Collins. Like what is happening? <laughs> everyone laughs and they're all like, ah, and here comes Alice, like pure, again, pure, like pirouetting yeah. into the room. She like, from hop- a tree branch. She, she like hops off of a tree branch. that's like extending into the room somehow and, um, is dragging Jasper with her. Um, and so she, he's shocked. He's petrified. He's, J- Jasper is on, she's struggling like more than he has ever yeah. struggled before. So she runs up to Bella because she's been waiting to meet Bella for a long time. She runs up to Bella Mm -hmm. and she's like, oh, you do smell good. And we're going to be great friends. Jasper, like, looks like he's going to throw up. Like, he is really not, he's not okay. Um, No, no. He doesn't have good self-control. And I don't know why they're bringing him into this situation, to be honest. Right. Um, Because I yeah, I just don't. It's just not good. It's not a good scene. Um, and so Carla was like, oh, um, he's our newest vegetarian. You know, yeah, because basically, like, Jasper spent a billion years, like, fighting newborn vampires. And before that, he was a Confederate soldier as a human. So, I mean, Jasper's... Whoa. A yeah. Uh, yeah, that's his backstory. Jasper is a huge problem in every possible yeah. way. Not, like, just a Confederate like a really soldier, like an enthusiastic one. He's a one. very enthusiastic Confederate soldier. He tells the story to Bell in Eclipse, and he's like, I was the youngest major in the Texas Cavalry. Like, this weird yeah. southern accent comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, my battle scars. My battle scars. Yeah, yeah, so people get mad at me on my TikTok for going on about this, but, like, Jasper truly is garbage. But yeah. So, yeah, he's, like, trying not to eat Bella, basically, and Carlisle's like... And Alice is like, you won't hurt him or you won't hurt her. And so then Edward's like, you know what? I'm going to take, I'm going to take control of the situation. I'm going to give Bella a tour of the house. Yeah. So after that nightmare, uh, <laughs> he, you know, walks her up the stairs. She sees like the giant mural with all the graduation caps. And he's like, oh yeah, it's Tee-hee. a private joke. We matriculate a lot. And she's like, God, just doing high school over and over again sounds like a nightmare. True. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's like, yeah, but the younger we start in one place, the longer we can stay there. So Edward takes Bella up to his bedroom. There's like books everywhere. There's CDs everywhere. There's just like a little chaise lounge. uh, No bed because he doesn't sleep, which is like the first thing that shocks Bella about him so far. (laughs) like perfectly chilled everything else she's like you don't sleep oh my god so she starts looking at his music collection and turns on his like little cd player he's listening to claire de lune and she's like claire de lune is great it's like okay so edward then takes her hand to dance with her very weird behavior (laughs) they're like slow dancing in his bedroom bella can't even like hold it together Mm -hmm. for this slow dance she's just like he twirls her around and she's like i i i i I don't dance and he's like well i can always make you weird 
And she tells him that she's not scared of him. So naturally what he does is throw her onto his back, jump out the window, and start climbing a tree. And then we get the line... Yes. This is it. Oh, <laughs> say it. That say makes it. my skin say crawl. It out loud. You better hold on tight, Spider Monkey. <laughs> if memory serves, that was not in the book, right? No. Again, yeah. my, so what Catherine Hardwick did? She wrote down eight lines, and we'll never know the se- other seven. But she had him pick one. She's like, just pick one, and that's the one he picked. And so I have to believe that the others were crazier than that. Like I have yeah. to believe that the others were even worse. Yeah. But oh my god! It, I just remember like levitating out of my seat in the movie theater. Like I was like, "What <laughs> have they done to my book?" Like yeah, the spider. It's it's truly yeah. it's truly so cringe. Yeah, so cringe. So upsetting. Yeah. Hashtag not my Edward once <laughs> not again. My Edward. <laughs> Uh, so um yeah he he carries bell on his back does a really weird climb up this tree like <laughs> you cannot see us because it's a podcast but we are <laughs> acting it out and um little mind moment yeah he you know they jump through the forest he takes her up to this like really tall tree and she's like this isn't real like stuff like this doesn't happen he's like it does in my world and you know we hear Bella's lullaby playing in the background. We see like aerial shots of forks. <laughs> and we also see Edward playing the lullaby for Bella at a grand piano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is so ag- aggressive. It doesn't yeah. sound like a lullaby. The fact that people can have made dances to it on TikTok, yeah. like you can't sleep to that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Weird. Oh my gosh. So cut back to the woods. We see Victoria running barefoot, leaving a trail for the police dogs. In the parking lot of the school, Bella pulls up in her truck and Mike immediately tells Bella that he does not like her and Edward together and that he looks at her like she is something to eat. So Mike is like really telling her how he feels right now. Yeah. I'm like, aren't you going to prom with Jessica? And I, you know, Mike's right. Yeah. Edward does want to eat Bella. That's true. So then uh, we're inside the diner with uh, Bella and Charlie. We get a quick yeah. cameo from the author herself, Stephanie Meyer. Mm-hmm. She's, I think they give her a veggie burger or something. Yeah. She's like, here you go, Stephanie. Yeah. And they say Stephanie and that's her. She's there. Is she in all of the movies? Because I only remember this one and then in Breaking Dawn when she's at the she's, wedding. She's, yeah. She's only in this one in Breaking Dawn. I... I think her cameo in Bringing On is actually like so beautiful mm. um, yeah. that she, but she's the first one Bella sees. But this is a weird cam- like yeah. this is like very like smashed in there and just like hey yeah. Stephanie yeah. <laughs> like wink here's wink your garden burger. Yeah. wink wink it's the author. <laughs> so yeah, so Bella sits down with Charlie for dinner and the waitress uh, you know again wants to come over ask about leads on Waylon. Everyone's really concerned about Waylon and so Charlie's like, well, we found a footprint but it's heading east. So that county is taking over now. Um, in the meantime, Mike is shaking his ass in the window. Yeah. Um, and her dad's like, LOL, your friends are so funny. Like that, he's literally like shaking his ass so that Bella can, so that he can pull Bella's attention. And Charlie's, yeah, Charlie's like, ha what a fun bunch of kids. You want to go hang out with the Newton boy? Like, um, he's like, it's Friday night. 
looks like that Newton kid's got a smile for you. Like, Charlie, <laughs> I do love when we try to be like, where are you from, yeah. man? Like, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. Bebe Bell is like, you know, completely just friend zoning. And he's like, she's like, he's a good buddy. <laughs> um, and asked if, oh, and he says, All right, what about uh, the rest of these Yahoo's here? And like, he's really doing his like, you know, sh- like police chief yeah. uh, act here. Mm-hmm. And so again, we get another like, are we really going to talk about boys? Mm-hmm. But Charlie wants to know. Yeah. And it's more, I feel like Charlie does ask about this in the book a little bit, mm-hmm. but like Charlie in the movie really does, I think, want to know. Yeah. Um, and so he, we see the guilt coming out. He feels like he leaves her alone too much and she should be around people. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bella is like, well, I really don't mind being alone. And I'm kind of, kind of like you in that way. And it's a nice little scene between them. Yeah. Oh, Charlie. Growing up is really realizing that Charlie is the hottest man in Forks for me, at least. Oh, he's really hot. Yeah. He yeah. He's an absolute I love yeah. him. Yeah. I'm like, what's wrong with the women of Forks, Washington, that no one's trying to snatch him up? Mm-hmm. He should he should not be a bachelor at this point. Yeah. So later that night at home, Bella is on the phone with her mom, who's, you know, once again talking about them renting a house in Jacksonville. She's like, I think you'll really love it here. And Bella's like, I don't know. Like, I'm really liking Forks <laughs> so far. And Renee's like, oh, does a guy have anything to do with that? And starts asking her, like, all the deets. And that's when Bella turns around to see, oh, Edward's just chilling by the window. Um, He has broken into her house once again. So she's like, "Uh, gotta go, Mom. Bye. And Renee's like, okay, be safe. Um, But don't worry, Renee. Your daughter has not even kissed this boy yet. So sleep easy. So Bella asks Edward, like, how did you get in here? He's like, oh, through the window. She's like, do you, do you do that a lot? And he's like, just the past couple months. Bro. What? Bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the pa- just since you moved here is all. Yeah, just every single night for the past three months, Bella. Get away. There's one scene in Midnight Sun, we get his perspective, where he um, brings oil to grease the window because it was making oh, noise God. initially. <laughs> My jaws dropped. <laughs> oh my god! It is astonishing. I have such a loathing for like young, inflated teen relationships. I do. I have no sympathy. Like I hate it. I think it's so gnarly because you just are so dumb as a teenager. Every mm-hmm. one of us. Yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. that I've heard about Midnight Sun, literally from your TikTok, I'm just like <laughs> Stephanie. Why did you make Edward like 6,000 times more of a psycho than he already was? Mm-hmm. It is one of the best reads of my life and completely yeah. ruined me. Like I can't, it is, it's the craziest thing I've ever read. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like, goes on and on about like how he can justify this because they do insider training to get their money. He's like, I know my, I'm a criminal, but like we have all our money from insider training. So like what are sweet, sweet, sweet. Like I'm going to come, I'm going to go in here. He's right like, now. I'm just a white collar cl- criminal. It's fine. Whatever. I can't, I cannot. <laughs> he says he wants to try just one thing and tells her to stay very still. And he slowly, very slowly leans in and kisses her. They do start making out. But Edward throws himself against the opposite wall and he tells her to stop. He's like, he says he's stronger than he thought, but he can't ever lose control with her. And she's like, don't leave. And they sit in the bed together. They don't do anything. They just talk all night until 
Bella falls asleep on his chest. Oh, yeah. It's also, it's quite provocative that she's only wearing, she's yeah, not wearing pants. She's in her I'm underwear. Oh, really? And again, hashtag not, hashtag not my Edward. Mm-hmm. Like if he had ever walked into her room and seen her in any state of undress, there would have been like an Edward shaped hole through the Absolutely. wall. Absolutely. Like, yeah. So terrified of any kind of sex. Oh, really? Or, like, absolutely not. Oh, yeah. my God. Absolutely not. Absolutely. The major plot of the other books is Bella just like trying to convince Edward to have sex with her. With sex Interesting. With her. Like, he, he won't. Yeah. Um, I was trying to explain to Mo how like Edward's like vampire bodies are described in the book. Like he's like very, he's like marble essentially. So marble. when they're cuddling, yeah. it's like you're cuddling it's with a, a slab statue. of marble. Like a rock, yeah. like a rock, a cold, hard rock <laughs> yeah, that does not, yield, does not yield. Yeah. When they kiss, his lips don't get, don't move. Yeah. What? They, well, they can move, but they're not. They gonna, don't like. There's yeah. not going to be any. They will not yield. Yeah. And I didn't realize that for some. I only read it realized it like in the past year. I'm just like, what was I thinking I know about? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would be like yeah. attracted. I'd be like, oh. Yeah. Okay, so the next day, um, Charlie, we we find Charlie just you know cleaning his gun yep. as he's wanted yeah, to do yeah. in Washington. In Washington, right? He's he, he's, he's a, yeah. It's a shotgun, though. You know, he's I was gonna say he's a police officer, but it is a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so Bella just you know comes in and, and very abruptly is like, "I have a date with Edward Collin, um, and I want you to meet him." And so he's like, "Isn't he too old for you?" Because I think he initially thinks she's talking about Emmett. Oh. Um, and so she's like, well, sorry, like he's right outside and he wants to officially meet you. Um, and so please be nice because he's important to me. And so, you know, when we get that nice bit from Char- Charlie, where he's like, all right, bring him in. And like, snaps the gun. Cocks yeah. the gun, snaps the gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Edward comes in and introduces himself and says that they're going to go play baseball with his family, which of course to Charlie is going to be a joke, mm. right? Because Bella is so clumsy and like she would never play sports or baseball. Of but he says, Edward says he'll take care of her. And so Charlie, you know, is of course like, you know, Bella take that pepper yeah. spray. And she's like, dad, okay. And <laughs> like walks up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dad. God. So, you know, they get to the baseball field and Edward is putting a little cap on Bella's head. And she's like, so I didn't realize that vampires play baseball. And he's like, well, it's the great American pastime. Plus so weird. a thunderstorm is coming and it's the only time that we can play. So they get to the field and Esme is like, oh, great. Like, Bella, we need an umpire because they like to cheat. So, like, keep an eye out. Call it like you see it. So they start the game. One of the most iconic scenes in this franchise. We have super massive mm-hmm. black hole by Muse playing in the background. We see, like, Alice's insane kick pitch throw. Oh. Um you know, Jasper doing all his tricks with the bat. Ashley Green is so cool. She is yeah, so cool. Absolutely. Um, Rosalie, you know, hits the ball and Bella's like, oh, it's got to be a home run, right? And he's like, well, Edward is very fast. Somehow ends up getting the ball back to home. Rosalie is out. She's really pissed. Um, I never really noticed it until this time, but Carlisle says, nice kitty to her. Weird, because that's a Posted Very to your weird. daughter. It's awful. People have asked me to address it so many times. I just like, I just refuse. It's so bad. Yeah, it's bad. That's your adopt. It's your adopt. Nice kitty. Weird. Very no. weird behavior. 
And then, you know, Emmett, he does something. I don't know. He, like, climbs up a tree to catch the ball or something. And Rosalie's like, my monkey man. I know. that. It's like, stop with the weird, like, kitty monkey man, spider monkey. Like, stop it. Cut it out. There's too much much monkey work going on here. Yeah. Rosalie hits the ball and Alice sees a vision in her head of Victoria, James, and Laurent walking towards them. So Edward tries to usher Bella out. He's like, we got to go, but it's too late. So he tells Bella to let her hair down, just be quiet, stand behind him. And Rosalie's like, as if letting her hair down is going to mask her, like they can already smell her. rut row. <laughs> so the trio of Victoria, James, and Lauren walks up to the Collins. Um, Lauren caught their baseball and he tosses it back. He introduces himself, James Victoria, and Carlisle says that their hunting activities have been causing some problems for them. And Lauren is like, oh, don't worry. You know, we won't be a problem anymore. We're just passing through. And Victoria says they led like the humans astray because she made some fake tracks in uh, the woods. So these guys are just a bunch of trouble basically mm-hmm. um and so it turns out they were they they were into baseball too right yeah so laurent is like hey can you guys use three more players and carlisle was like well uh, a few of them are gonna leave right obviously like they're gonna try to get bella out of here so you can mm-hmm. you can take their place and wait who says i'm the one with the wicked curveball oh victoria oh, does she- i don't remember that yeah She's like, I'm the one with the wicked curveball. <laughs> yeah. And like throws all the ball. All these vampires are just playing baseball all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they love it. James. So James is really locked on to Bella, right? And so mm-hmm. he, before yeah. he turns away, the wind blows um, and he gets a whiff of her, the, the scent of her blood is driven towards him. And so he's like, you brought a snack. And I have to say, like, he's oh. so like sle- sleazy and creepy. My man's got some yeah. drool yeah. on his chin right now. Yeah, <laughs> like he wants to eat Bella. He's like, thank yeah. you for bringing this snack. So they immediately are like in their cat, in their attack. I said cat, because I, what I'm thinking yeah. of is that they had to take cat classes to do this. They, they, took, oh my gosh. they took classes on how to move like cats. In order, in the, in the whoa! So they get into like that. That sounds like I know. They took like these like feline posing classes so that they could snap into action in the way that they do in the next position. Oh and my god! I don't know. I don't know if it was a good idea. Honestly, <laughs> I truly don't know if it was a good idea. Um, so yep. they all like, start like snarling and like being like cats, toward, angry cats towards each other. Um, and Carla is like, "Bella's with us. You should leave." James and Edward. Dare. So we get another like yeah. stare off, right? Um, at each other before they walk off. And this is very important. And Carlo's like, get Bella out of here now. So they get in the car and drive off immediately, right? And Bella's like freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think she does some weird like seatbelt work. I don't know. She's like, she's just like, yeah. he's trying to strap her in. <laughs> she's like, I got it, I got it, I got yeah, it. Like she's just completely freaking out yeah and so edward is like listen james is a tracker he's obsessed with the hunt my reaction at the field set him off when we had that intense stare mm. that was what set james off he doesn't say that but we're supposed to glean that um, yeah. and now this is his most exciting game ever um and so he's like we have to kill him but first they're going to get bella onto a ferry 
to Vancouver. And Bella's like, no, yeah, I have- what the fuck is that? She doesn't even have a passport <laughs> on her. I have no idea. I have no idea that that was not, I think an angel plan in the book. So I don't really know where that came from yeah. or how they're going to get her onto a ferry to Vancouver. We're smuggling you to Colombia. Do you speak <laughs> Spanish? Like it's the drama is high. Yeah. Well, the insane thing is that we learn in Breaking Dawn that the Cullens have a private island. I'm like, why didn't... They could have gone to that private island. That would have been a very easy place to go. Yeah. Because since no one knows about it, right? It's just a ransom right. island. Um, and so, like, Bella's like, no, you can't take me home. Because um, she's really worried about Charlie, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. the, the tracker's going to come for her family members. Yeah. But Edward is like, no, like, that's the... we Like, I, you can't go home. That's the first place you're going to go. Edward truly does not care about Charlie. He's like, I, yeah. I need to get you out. But she does manage to convince him um, so that they have to, this, they have to lead, lead James away um, from the house in some other way. Yeah. So they get to the house. Bella and Edward do a whole little uh, improvised fake fight where she's like, just leave me alone and like slams the door in his face and runs upstairs. And I, this next shot uh, you talked about recently on your TikTok, and it blew my mind when I was watching it back. <laughs> but Bella goes into her bedroom, and you can see Edward standing in the corner of her doorway like an insane person. Pressed up against the wall like a child who's playing hide and seek for the <laughs> first time. It's so weird. If you If you need to get a visual aid, please go to twilight talk on tiktok and you will see a nice little clip of this but it is insane so bella you know slams the door in charlie's face as he's like asking her what's wrong and what happened she's like i don't want to talk about it the next shot bella and edward are just like packing a bag for her and charlie's knocking on the door and she's like i don't want to hurt charlie but edward says that she has to and like he'll meet her down at the truck so Bella gets out of her room to like pack some stuff from the bathroom and Charlie's like, what happened? Like, did he hurt you? Did he break up with you or something? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, like I broke up with him. And she just says like, I don't want to stay here anymore. I need to leave. I'm going to drive to Phoenix. And Charlie is like, it's the middle of the night. Like, why don't you sleep on it? And then in the morning, if you really want to go, we'll figure it out. But she's like, no, no, I need to leave now. I need to like think, I need to drive, give me time to think on the road, stuff like that. And oh my God, breaks my heart. This is the saddest, like most emotional scene. It's really, it's really sad. Yeah. He's like, I know I'm not that much fun to be around, but I can change that. We can do more stuff together. And she's like, like what? Like, watch baseball on the flat screen, eat at the diner every night, steak and cobbler. Aww. Dad, that's you. That's not me. And, oh, this part is what really <gasps> breaks me. He's like, Bella, come on. I just got you back. Oh, It's so Charlie. Charlie's a king. And Bella says, yeah, and you know, if I don't get out now, then I'm just going to be stuck here like mom. Uh, and then walks out ooh. the door. And hearts break all around the world. Oh. And James watches <laughs> as James Bella leaves. It is, it is really, like, uh, it's one of the best, act- his act, Billy Burke is, like, great. Oh, my it's God. Incredible. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Bella goes back to the car, super upset, drives away. Of course, Edward appears by her window and he's like, as she's driving, he like I, levitates 
over to the side. Yeah, yeah, it does. It doesn't make any sense. You're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but he does appear by the window and is like, "Don't worry, Charlie will forgive you," and takes over driving. I'm like, sure, I guess he'll forgive her. Like, you know, she's his daughter, but that was harsh. Don't you think, Edward? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, you can't unsay those things. No. So Bella says that he won't. And she says that she said the same thing Renee said when she left him. So pretty Ooh. devastating. Yeah. And Edward's like, don't worry, Charlie's safe. Emmett hops onto the bed of the truck and Alice is apparently in a car that's following behind them. Um, so they get to the Cullen house. Uh, they they see Laurent is there and he has come to warn them about uh, James. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because yeah. I, I think Laurent has sense like who's the more powerful cub yeah. in here, right? Um, so he's like, listen, James has unparalleled senses. Like he is lethal and don't underestimate Victoria either. So in the garage, they start packing up the cars. Carlisle says that Bella and Edward are going to have to split up because James is going to follow Edward. So Alice volunteers to drive her south with Jasper. Edward gives Rosalie and Esme some of Bella's coats so that James can pick up the scent. Rosalie um, doesn't want to help. Yeah. For I always kind of thought Rosalie was being difficult, but now thinking about this timeline, it's like this girl showed up yesterday. Right. Yeah. And I'm supposed to risk like our whole family for this person. Mm-hmm. Um, but Carl is like, listen, Bella's a part of our family now. Edward assures Bella that at the end of this, he's going to come get her because these two look like they're going to literally pass away at the thought of being Mm -hmm. separated. And that's when he says, you, you are my life now. And just off they go off to their little corners of the world. I think Carlisle says something too, like, you know, he's like, you're a part of this family now. Oh yeah. You just said that, but it was really, it like stood out to me where I'm like, Carlisle, like you're very nice, but like, I mean, what no no sir that's not that's incorrect i understand why rosalie doesn't want to risk her life or and she's worried about emma getting hurt too Mm -hmm. sure yeah why not yeah pretty wild um so you know they get on the road bella calls her mom and she's like just so you know like i'm not in forks anymore it's kind of complicated i'll explain it all soon you know rosalie and edward and esme like run through the woods leaving this trail for james like rosalie rubs bella's coat up against a tree mm-hmm. james later on runs by and does catch this scent <laughs> and we see alice jasper and bella arrive in phoenix it's a 25 hour car ride just so we're all mm-hmm. clear on yeah. that they drive 3,000 yeah. miles an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So they're in the hotel room and Alice gets a vision, which she sketches out with like a charcoal stick onto yeah. beautiful <laughs> yeah. drawing paper. <laughs> oh my gosh, she does. Yeah. Um, she finds out that James figured out their plan and changed his course. And like she draws this room full of mirrors which Bella recognizes as her childhood ballet studio. And she gets a call from Edward saying that Rosalie and Esme are going back to Forks to protect Charlie from Victoria. And he's coming to get her and take her somewhere alone um, while the others keep hunting for James. While Jasper and Alice are in the lobby, Bella gets a call from her house in Phoenix it's her mom screaming, Bella, where are you? Bella, Bella. Then James 
picks up the phone and he says he was prepared to just wait for her at her house. When Renee came home, you know, worried after getting a call from Charlie. And just think, just reflect in this moment, Bella. Do you think your mom actually cares about you that much? <laughs> yeah. Think about just, it. She just thought, yeah. like, would Renee, like, ever be this on top of it, ever? No. I'm thinking no, but – No. <laughs> yeah. He tells Bella that he can save her mother if she meets him at the old ballet studio alone. So Bella's like – I got to sneak out and yep. do it. Bella. <laughs> She's like, this is a good time for me to leave. Loka. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So she sneaks right Where out. Where the hell have you been? Where the hell have you been, Loka? It's what, it's what Alice is going to be asking. She's going to be asking that question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bella's gone. Um, and so then we get this iconic narration from Bella, mm. um, which brings us back to the beginning. I'd never given much thought of how I would die, but dying in the place of someone I love seems like a good way to go. I can't bring myself to regret the decisions that brought me face to face with death. They also brought me to Edward. Uh, a month ago. Um, one yeah, calendar one. month ago. Calendar 30 days. Month ago. <laughs> 30 days ago. Yeah. So she has her pepper spray, which is very effective against vampires. <laughs> she- <laughs> yep. That's what they say. Yeah, you know, it's it's like garlic, <laughs> steaks, and pepper spray. It's the other thing. Holy water. Holy, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she she goes in the studio with her pepper spray, and she walks in, and she can immediately hear her mom's voice calling, like, Bella, Bella, where are you? It sounds really similar to what she heard on the phone. Um, mm-hmm. Turns out James is a trickster. Yeah. Um, it was just an old home video She's of so Bella. Silly. As a kid with her- so he's like just in a silly goofy mood. Just in a yeah, just in a goofy mood. <laughs> he's silly. Um, and so yeah, it it's just a home video of Bella as a kid with her mom. And so James wa- James is delighted. He walks in laughing and he pushes Bella against the wall. This is, is very creepy. He is very threatening. Yeah. Um, and says that since she made this so easy, he's gonna have to spice things up by making a little film of their time together. Ew. Uh, it's, it is so really gross disgusting. and yeah. Um, I will say that this is very true to the book and, and I, I think yeah. he did a really good job with this because it's, it's oh, horrifying. Yeah. Um, very good casting yeah. with good old Cam. Good old Cam. So he pulls out yeah. a Cam quarter and he's like, this is going to break Edward's heart. Oof. Yeah. And Bella's like, good thing I have my pepper spray. <laughs> <laughs> Better use it now. Sprays him in the face. Obviously it does nothing. Mm-hmm. And James throws her against the wall like she hits her head, like mm. her hand is bleeding. It's like it's a mess. She's so clumsy. <laughs> so clumsy. He comes over and is just like holding her bloody hand and is like, Oh, it's too bad Edward didn't have the strength to turn you. Leaving you a human was cruel. And then he like snaps her leg. Her tip breaks that leg. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Insane. And he's like, Tell Edward to avenge you. And she screams. She's like, No, Edward, don't. And that's when Edward busts into the ballet studio, throws James across the room. James recovers very quickly, pins Edward against the mirror, and he's like, oh, you're here alone because you're faster than the rest of your family, but not stronger. And Edward's like, I'm strong enough to kill you. And they throw each other around the room. Edward like gets to Bella. He's like, I'm sorry, and starts <laughs> to like leave with her in his arms. But then James like, 
pulls his leg back down and Bella like falls into a pile of glass. Oh, she has like gosh. glass all up in her legs now. Just horrible. And so like James throws Edward through a window and then bites Bella's wrist. Yes, he does. But Edward tackles him before he can drink her blood. But it is too late to avoid any um, interaction with the venom. So Bella is screaming in pain while the venom spreads through her body. The men are fighting. Edward rips part of his throat out. I did not catch that. Yeah, there's like a weird – he like – tears something off of his neck and like throws oh. it yeah. like is that a tendon or something I, I think what he's trying to do i think what he, they're trying to make it he, they have to get the head off yeah like they that's how they kill vampires but like mm. that is so and i think rob pattinson said they use like a piece of meat or something i don't know it's disgusting yeah <laughs> it looks gross yeah yeah and then carlisle stops edward as jasper alice and emmett arrive he tells Edward to remember who he is. You know, Bella needs him. That's his first priority. Alice smells Bella's blood and calls Carlisle over while Emmett, Jasper, and Alice – or no, I, I think it's Emmett, Jasper, and Rosalie. No, Alice then goes to oh, join gotcha. them afterwards, yeah. Meanwhile, Bella is losing too much blood and the venom is still spreading through her body. Alice is like, Bella's going to become a vampire. But Edward's like, no. The only thing I can do is suck the venom out, but I don't know if I'll be able to stop myself. So this is the true test. This is it. Yeah. Will he find the will to stop? She, you know, sucks the venom out successfully, but he keeps going even after her blood is clean. And Carlyle's like, stop, stop, find the will. Bella sees visions of her time with Edward, of Forks. Rob does his best. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, this is Robert Pattinson singing at this point, and he does his best indie folk singer impression. I'll wrap you with my arms. Let me Let me just when you think it's over, it's not. <laughs> Literally. Oh my and God. just as we kind of like fade out from this moment, we hear narration. Death is peaceful, easy. Life is harder. And at this moment in the film, Phil was like, this is like a call to suicide for every teen. It, it sounds like she's it's saying, just let yes. go. <laughs> She is. She is. It's yeah. like really horrible it's that bad. she says yeah. that at seventeen. Um, and mm-hmm. I think the reason that she says it is because she wants to be. She wants to be a vampire. I think she's yeah. like disappointed yeah. that she's like. A, but it's very trouble. It's very very troubling mm-hmm. for a seventeen year old yeah. to be saying that. Um, yeah. And so Bella wakes up in the hospital mm-hmm. and immediately, you know, sees Renee and is like, "Where is Edward?" And um. A weird thing is that if you look at the television in the background in the hospital, they're playing the scene from the dance studio. Whoa. Oh my God, really? Yeah. They're, yes. And I don't know why. And and it's, so it took me a long time to notice it, but I did notice it. And I, why I don't know why they're playing that footage. Because you definitely can notice it. So it's like, is this right. supposed to be a dream? Like, what is this? Weird. So, um, oh, Renee explains that um, Edward and... Carlisle 
tracked her down to convince her to come back to Forks. So like Bella at this point has no idea like what the story is supposed to be. And so Renee is like, yeah, like Edward and, and Carlisle came out here and tracked, tracked you down to convince you to come back to Forks. But then you tripped going to your hotel room and you fell down two flights of stairs and then through a window. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. Um, I will ask you if you can describe to our listeners how this actually happens uh, Alice's yes. whole endeavor. Okay, so this is also like a secret. Like I'm also here to make you read Midnight Sun, apparently. So, so yes. they had to stage this accident, which I never thought about when I read Twilight, but we get it in Midnight uh-huh. Sun. And there's a whole chapter called Chores, where it's basically Edward reading, like seeing Alice's vision of what she's going to do to stage the accident. And so what she, I mean, she has to go to the hospital and like steal a bunch of blood. Um, she goes, makes hotel reservations, books a room for Edward and Carlisle, books a room for herself, like tricks the person who's at the front desk to think that it's earlier than it actually is because this should have happened before Bella gets to the hospital. She then goes upstairs, finds the stair landing and rolls herself down the stairs like a bowling ball and through <gasps> the window. <laughs> and then she takes blood and like splatters it everywhere. And then they have to, the car that they have is stolen. That's a whole other thing. There's like a huge car chase. She steals blood from the hospital that could have been used to help mm-hmm. people. She mm-hmm. does. She makes, sure that she makes sure that it's Bella's blood type as well. And she like <laughs> spatters it out all over um, the sidewalk. She also makes sure Jasper is outside. So he, he, he She calls him and tells him to hit the horn for two seconds while she uh, flings herself through the window <laughs> so that no one will hear it. Stephanie Meyer, what are you up to? <laughs> it's it is a crazy chapter to get to see how her yeah. brain works too. But like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what, mm-hmm. meanwhile, like that's, what's going, the crazy thing about Midnight Sun is like to find out like while Bella's with James, like they're, they're, they've like stolen a car and, and caused a 27 car pileup, like on a highway. Like it's just, she's out of her mind. Yeah. Um, because they had to go, they had to have a car chase in order to get to Bella on time. It's crazy. Um, yeah. so yeah, so she she fell down two flights of stairs and went through a window, and so did Alice. Yeah. Um, so she she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Mom." Renee's basically like, feels so worried about you, and I told him to stay in Florida. And oh, and she's like, "You'll love it in Florida." Starts talking about how she wants. She's like, "You know, you can move to Jacksonville," and so of course Bella is like, "I want to like stay in a Forks, and I want to talk to Charlie." Mm-hmm. So her mom leaves, Renee leaves the hospital room and like Edward like stops being fake asleep in the corner yeah. and comes over and she's like, where is James? And he's like, oh, don't worry. We took care of him and ran and Victoria ran off. So she's like, I'm alive because of you. And so Edward's like real down in his self-loathing at this point. And he's, mm-hmm. he's like, no, she's in here because of me. And he's like, I almost didn't stop drinking all your blood. And he's like, you have to go to Jacksonville so that I can't hurt you. And Bella <laughs> loses it. She really loses the plot. It's, it's this is really funny yes, to me. Probably the most unfortunate piece of acting in Twilight. She's like, no, yeah. no, 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 What are you? How are you? What are you? How do And the tubes keep moving too. The, there's no continuity yeah. between the tubes that she has in her nose. And so, yeah. so she's like, you can't say stuff like that to me, like ever, like ever, ever. You can't leave me. It's she's very upset. She's not happy. Yeah. And all Edward says is like, where else would I go? Where else would I go? Which is not reassuring. <laughs> no. At all. Not at all. Hmm. Oh man. So, you know, Bella recovers. They all go back to Forks. 
the next thing we know, it's prom night. Aww. Edward and Charlie are sitting at the table waiting for Bella to come down the stairs. She's wearing that like flowy, layery blue dress with the leggings underneath and one foot in the converse, the other one in her giant boot. Oh. This would be an amazing <laughs> Halloween costume. It's really I really want to do it. Yeah. So we'll see. I had a friend who like on Halloween a couple years ago, she had an injury. So her leg was in a boot (gasps) and she like couldn't figure out what to do for Halloween. So I don't think she even dressed up and she told me about it later. And I was like, you should have been Bella and prom night. You just have to get a blue dress. And she's like, damn, missed opportunity. Her prom outfit is an absolute disaster. And they have Edward (laughs) in a Gucci. He's wearing a Gucci tuxedo. Oh Oh my my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's so bad. Her dress is actually cute. It's just like, why the fuck are you wearing leggings leggings in Converse? Yeah. Yeah. Just don't, just don't. Don't do that Don't wear the leggings. Don't do that. Yeah. The dress is fine. I I don't believe that Alice would allow for that no, to happen. Alice no, Alice put – I know the, the dress that she got put in for – in Twilight was insane. Alice put her in like an insane dress. Yeah. So, yeah, Bella comes down the stairs. Edward tells her that she looks perfect. Mm-hmm. And before they leave, Charlie tells Bella that he put a new can of pepper spray in her purse um, and that she looks beautiful. I wonder if that is like low-key him being like, I know you use the pepper spray. Like I know your story is fake. I wish that I could believe that Charlie is was that good at his job and being a cop. Yeah. He's a very, very bad cop. I don't know if you've noticed that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so outside of prom, Edward leaves to park the car. He has Bella sit on a bench for a hot sec. And then out of the woods, who should stroll up but Jacob <laughs> in a little shirt and tie. And Bella's like, oh, are you here You know, with a date? Are you crashing? But he says that his dad actually paid him $20 to come talk to her. And he's like, okay, don't get mad, but Billy wants you to break up with Edward. And he said, we'll be watching you. And Bella's like, LOL, we'll tell him thanks and to pay up. (laughs) (laughs) And so Jacob helps Bella up, but Edward so whoops in to take over. Yeah. And Jacob's like, okay, bye. And <laughs> did you write this, Christina? The withering oh, stairs. Oh, yeah. The, the stairs between, like, Jacob and Edward. Like, poor Jacob's probably so confused. He He's like, what's this guy's yeah. fucking problem, man? Jacob doesn't know. what. Jacob has no idea what's going on. Yeah. And Edward's just like, I got it from here, okay? It's like, <laughs> this is a child. Let's calm down. Please. You're 108 years old, sir. Like, why don't yeah, you grow up? It? Yeah, grow up. <laughs> yeah. And Edward's just like, oh, I leave you alone for two minutes and the wolves descend. Mm, hint, hint, mm. hint, hint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they, they go up to prom and they take a, a classic prom pick. Yeah. I do. I like this prom. I think this is a cool, mm-hmm. fun prom. Oh, it looks um, incredibly expensive. It's very beautiful. It, yeah. It looks very expensive. Mm-hmm. My prom certainly did not look like that. Um, <laughs> they see Jessica and Mike uh, posing for pictures. And I think, you know, Bella gives her like the thumbs up that like, yes, her boobs do look good in that dress. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Edward asks if she wants to go. I think knowing that this isn't her scene and they head out to the gazebo, which is, this is a really actually beautiful. I love, actually love this oh, scene. It's, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Edward asked her to, cause I think they were also just like really falling in love with each other too. In this, mm. when they were shooting this scene, it was the last yeah. scene that they shot in the movie. 
Yeah. Um, and you can tell. And so he asks her to dance and picks her up. So she's standing on his feet and he says like, look, you're dancing. And he says it like very tender. It's very nice. Um, yeah. And she, uh, and of course, you know, she's going to ruin the mood. So she's like, why did you save me when I, you could have just let me die and I could be like you now. Um, mm. And Edward's like, you know, you, you don't want this. And Isabella's like, I will, I'm always going to want you. I will always want you. And every second that goes by, I get closer to dying. So intense. Yeah. So Bella, you know, brings up Alice's vision about seeing her as a vampire. And he's like, well, visions change. And Bella's like, yeah, based on what people decide. And I've decided. And he's like, you really dream about being a monster? And she's like, no, I dream about being with you forever. Wow. So he's like, so you're you're ready right now? And she says yes, and he dips her down and leans towards her neck, but he just kisses her. He doesn't bite her. No. A little bane switch. And he asks her, is it not enough just to live a long and happy life with me? And she's like, yeah, for now. And they have, like, a very sweet kiss together. Like, the camera kind of, like, spins all around the gazebo. I've said this in, like, previous episodes, but in my opinion, gazebos are, like, the most romantic form of architecture. So beautiful. It's true. Like, we have this one. We got, like, a Cinderella story. Mm -hmm. Like, Sound of Music, Princess Switch, like, Gilmore Gilmore Girls. Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Gazebos, I think, are underused in film. But as the camera zooms out... We hear Bella's voiceover one last time, and she says, no one will surrender tonight, but I won't give in. I know what I want. And who is watching this whole thing from the window? I can't. Miss Victoria in, like, a beautiful dress and, like, a fur coat. And she turns around. She walks towards the stairs, pulls her hair out of its bun, and descends down that staircase with a little smirk on her face. With Radiohead, with Radiohead playing in the background. Yeah. And that is Twilight. Mm. I guess um, I guess we should start with Mo. Like, what are your thoughts having now seen this movie for the first time? Yes. Okay. So I do feel bad for shitting on this movie when I was younger. Because I don't think it's as bad as I thought it was. I thought it was like I thought it was like camp rock level, I guess. Mm. Um, but I can completely understand being like smitten with this movie as a young teen. Like I totally see that, especially like Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson are so beautiful. All of like the characters mm-hmm. in the movie are so like like you want to emulate them. And I think that they are both really good actors despite the choices that may have been made in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think the story is really interesting. So it was actually a really good watch. Maybe not my favorite movie, but I actually, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed myself. Yeah. It's, um, God, it's so hard to like really separate it from like it's iconography and like, yeah, especially placing yourself back in 2008 when like there really was nothing else like this mm-hmm. around. And now like anything that kind of has a supernatural element or like a vampire element is always compared to Twilight. But like, I think that's just a testament to like how huge it was. And it like so swept huge. the globe. Like I was in Singapore and mm-hmm. everyone was obsessed with Twilight. Like it was a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things. It's like Harry Potter, Twilight, Mm -hmm. the hunger game it's like kids just like fell in love with it immediately 
I think I'll always have a complicated relationship with this, with this movie. Right. I, because mm-hmm. I, every time I watch it, I kind of love it and hate it more. I don't think I, I think with the movie, I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever loved it unironic. Like, I think I always knew like, mm-hmm. Hey, this is kind of a mess in a lot of parts, but there, but certainly I, I agree that because of his attachment to the book, I couldn't disentangle it from the book. And because I loved the book mm-hmm. so much at the time. And I also was really obsessed with Robert Pattinson too, at the time. I, like, I think I just, got very sucked into the whole craze, but I think looking mm-hmm. back in it now, cause I have watched it so many times over the past year because I'm making this content, like mm-hmm. it's intensely enjoyable. Yeah. Like forever we want to take it. Yeah. I do think it's really, I do think it's really funny. I know it's it not yeah. supposed, I know it's not supposed to be, but it is very, very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and having shown it to, you know, my husband um, did not know that I even liked Twilight when we got married. It was because it was something I'd buried Whoa. deep down. And so, I, yeah, no, we never. So this happened and he was kind of like, well, who are you? And like, what's going on? And I showed it. I showed it you're to like, him. I'm and he, a vampire. Yeah. He was like, what is Twilight? Like, you're on TikTok? Like, what's going on? Wait, did you. Sorry, not to interrupt, but no, I am literally it. interrupting. Um, did you start the TikTok? before you met him or before you got married or was after it was after okay he's like oh yeah i married a tiktok star (laughs) no so we've been married for two years and so i think he was just like what are you doing um and like what is twilight and so once the account gained traction he was like i do have to watch this Mm -hmm. and he he thought it was super fun like, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he did think it was hilarious, but he was like, I immediately have to watch all the rest of the movies. And we watched all the rest of the movies and he doesn't necessarily have that reaction to, to, to all films. So I yeah. think mm-hmm. there's something about it that kind of, that kind of pulls you in. And it's also very of its time. It feels it's, there's a sense mm-hmm. of nostalgia to me when it, like, it yeah. feels 2008 when I watch it and I'm just like, Oh, oh totally. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Looking at like the fashion, the everyone's fashion. wearing like Henleys mm-hmm. and like the blue filter over everything. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it, it's definitely like a huge, huge nostalgia thing for me for sure. And I, I agree. I definitely also am like this movie is insane, but like I also kind of love it. <laughs> um, and there are like those really really great like golden nugget moments like with bella and charlie and like there are more in like the other movies there are more there are more in the other movies i think yeah 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 but like those moments i think are really really great and the other moments that are terrible are still so enjoyable so like i'm not even really mad at it yeah it's wild and like it, it was definitely very uh formative i think for a lot of girls especially and like because it's so weird because like these books and these movies are like so they have such like sexual undertones but also like they're very very puritanical at the same time Mm -hmm. it's like such a weird thing i think that as like a young teen going into high school you want to read the book because you know it's like kind of sexy but like you're not allowed Mm -hmm. to read or like be in that sphere but like Mm -hmm. as a kid of course like you're curious about that so you like read the book and you're like oh my gosh like it's kind of like sensual and it's Mm -hmm. sensual in a safe way for a teenage girl right like edward's going to protect you and he's not going to take away your virtue right and all of these things start to play in so sex is a constant undercurrent particularly in the other books when bella's Mm -hmm. starts to really become like insistent insistent on it and um yeah, so I think it's something that's like dangerous, but also Edwards. Edwards is the safest. He, well, no, he's actually yeah. a gaslighting, abusive boyfriend. But he right. Edward is so 
he wants to protect you. He's yes, not going yeah. to take away your virtue, which is told like, you know, you're, as, as young girls, that's what we're told not to do. Right. Yeah. Sexuality is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's very rare. I feel to see like a male character in really anything that is so adverse to like any sort of pressure, like sexual pressure or anything like that in especially in like a teen no, setting they can't even kiss with their mouths open it's like too dangerous no cutter right yeah. yeah and like well in in the books when she shows up to meet the collins and she's wearing that long khaki skirt and blue blouse doesn't he say something like oh you're positively <laughs> like, like utter, indecent or something indecent. like that he look utterly indecent mm-hmm. yeah and that's when like the the heavy christianity yeah. themes really start mm-hmm. to uh mm-hmm. set in but yeah i mean all in all as a movie i i do really have a great time watching it we were just talking off mic about uh how like i watch this with my roommate the other day while we were like getting wine drunk and baking cookies and we had like the best time oh so fun it was amazing it's a great movie to watch christina's visiting soon and we yes. should actually do like a marathon oh you absolutely must. You yeah must. i've done yeah. this with my friends recently and it's it's so fantastic and it goes by so quickly too it's just such yeah. a blast oh yeah, I'm very excited for Mo to see how the rest of the saga pans you must out. Be just on the edge of your sheet, of your the edge of your sheet. The, well, the way that they ended it was really enticing. I was like, because I knew. I mean, obviously, we know there are more movies, and I was like curious how they were going to tie it in. And it's very much like what's happening next, like what's mm-hmm. happening with James, mm-hmm. what's happening with Victoria, what's happening with Laurent, like what's happening with Jacob. I'm like so curious. But also the way you guys are talking about the book, like, <laughs> I'm like, damn, the book does sound really enticing. Like, it is, it is yeah. incredibly enticing. It is not lost. It, it's it's still not lost its grip on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like my job, right? That's I like just try to convince yeah. people to read these books by telling them how <laughs> horrible they are on TikTok. And everyone's like, I need to hate read this. It's it's worth a it's worth a read. Mm-hmm. They're so and you get through them so quickly. I know they are very big. They they're always so long, but it's just like yeah, yeah. Through this recording, I'm like, damn, should I reread these books? I'm probably you going should. to. Yeah, the answer is always yes. Yeah, I'll get them on audiobook, and that's I'll just what I was have thinking. I might yeah. do an audiobook yeah. situation. Yeah, because I haven't read them since I was like. 13 oh, or 14 it's a while you're gonna see all this toxic stuff and you're gonna be like what oh yeah on? But- i know i'm gonna like not like jacob anymore so that's gonna be sad you, sad won't, time, like either, but- you won't like either of it's they're, they're both gonna be bad yeah charlie will just well book charlie isn't even book good Charlie's god who am worst. i gonna you're gonna like um I'm trying to think who is who's the only Emmett Emmett Carlisle, you know Emmett's, really, Emmett? Emmett's really great. We get a lot of good Emmett stuff in mm. Midnight Sun, but I like Carlisle. Yeah. Carlisle seems nice. Yeah. Yeah. Carlisle Carlisle's a nice. <laughs> Carlisle's nice. Yeah. <laughs> He's just lead, leading a cult. Leading a cult. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess should we rate it? I guess we gotta. Oh my god. I don't even know how to rate this film. Um <laughs> what do you like to go first as our guest? No, <laughs> no, no! Oh my God, no! Oh man, because like it's so it's so bad, but I also enjoy it so yeah, much. That's the thing is, I need to see I need to see like where we are in the. Okay, I I'm feeling bold. I'll I'll say my piece. I think I'm gonna rate it a six because mm-hmm. for me, when I think of like good movie, bad movie, 
like a five or below is like a bad movie. Okay. And a six or above is going to be like a good movie. And I don't think it was a bad movie. Like I would genuinely watch it again. I, I'm excited to watch it with Christina. Like I think it'll be like a fun, mm. funny time. Do I think like there's cinematic merit? No. <laughs> but there is a really fun storyline. You get to like watch this couple fall in love. Like it's so outrageous. Mm-hmm. And it does keep you enticed. I wanted to know what was happening with Bella. I wanted to know, uh, you know, what was going to happen with their relationship when he sucks the venom out of her. I wanted to know if he mm-hmm. was going to stop. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. admit it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a six point five, and I'm giving it yeah. that extra point five for for thirteen year old Christina, yeah. who who just you know loved this series so much. Um, but yeah, I I definitely. I'm echoing your statements as well. So if we're using the same criteria, like I really love film, right? And so I can't sit here mm-hmm. and be like, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. Like I, right. Even though the impact that it's had in my life, like it's a, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a six, but we need to add like two points, right? Because of the impact it's mm-hmm. had in my life. So I'll give it an eight right. because of the personal attachment that I have to mm-hmm. it for whatever reason. Yeah. But I agree that, yeah, I have this thing. I tend to think the same about movies. Like it's not, it's not, it's not objectively bad. Yeah. Um, but I can't, like, when I think of like, f- like good film. Right. I, I can't give it above a six, except mm-hmm. it's, a, except it's an eight. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, our, our, our scale on this podcast is, is probably not one that's used by most film critics no. because we did give like, uh, the Lizzie McGuire movie was a 10 out of 10. Yeah, and I don't clearly, know, clearly. you know, how many, how many film bros would agree with that, but I don't really care. So, yeah. And we always talk about this on the pod, but genuinely, like, the love that we have for something and the nostalgia factor, the personal attachment factors are important factors. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, like, a coincidence that I'm trying to think of, like, a relevant one. I think, like, Coyote Ugly <laughs> was bad in the box office, but then made a ton of money on DVDs and stuff. And, like... Yeah. It's not a coincidence that it ended up making money, maybe not in the way people thought, but like it started a culture and to completely erase that from your evaluation of something would be disingenuous. Yeah. And I think for me personally, like in my eyes, the mark of a really good movie is one that I can rewatch over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Yes. And this is easily one of those. It is infinitely rewatch because you will find mm-hmm. something absolutely unhinged with every go around. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And that in and of itself is worth it. Totally. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. This is incredible. Oh my gosh. Well, please uh, tell our lovely listeners where they can find you or they can follow you. Um, Yeah. So I am at twilight underscore talk. Talk like T-A-L-K. Wait, what? Yeah. So twilight underscore talk on TikTok. And can I, is it okay if I plug move to higher ground really quickly? Yes. Yes. Course, yes please. Take your time. So the, we don't really get into this in, in twilight, but Jacob is native American and he's part of it in the books. He's part of a real tribe called the Quileute tribe. Um, and they are located in Washington, um, in La push. And so they're located in a tsunami zone. Um, and so they, there's an organization called move to higher ground. The website is mthg.org. Um, and they're just fundraising so that they can move their school to a safer place. Um, 
because basically if a tsunami or something like that hits, like they will get completely destroyed. Mm. Um, but particularly the school, which is where they teach their language and their culture and their traditions. And they have not received anything, um, any money or anything from their like involuntary uh, participation in Twilight. And they're really great. Mm. I mean, they're wonderful, the fans, and they let it, they have let their community kind of become a tourist attraction. But um, it's sad that they need so much money still mm-hmm. um when so much money has been made on this franchise and so yeah that's awful yeah no it's 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 really unfortunate um and so yeah it's just, it's just uh, move to higher ground mthg.org um you can set up a monthly donation um or just you know kind of donate whenever you can but I, it's a great organization and they have a beautiful culture i would also just there's a, a really you know, if you're listening to this and you've read the books or seen the start to watch more of the movies, there's a, a great website too called Truth Versus Twilight mm. um, that the Quilly tribe actually had to set up because like they had to basically say like, no, we like, we, we don't imprint on other people or like all the kinds of things right. that come out. Um, so, oh, wow. Yeah, because because her depiction of uh, indigenous people was so, uh, like a real tribe was so problematic. Yeah. They had the help of um, a museum to set up this website. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're ever reading the books or watching the movies and curious in terms of like, what is fact versus fiction, um, truth versus twilight is also a really great website that I think helps promote their culture and dispel any myths that Stephanie Meyer may have put out into the universe. Mm-hmm. I'd love to look For at sure. that. Cause I was definitely, yeah. I didn't even know. Um, well, Christina told me that like, yeah, the quill you tribe is like a real tribe. And I was like, Oh, Okay. I had no idea they were a real tribe when I first read the books. I couldn't fathom that mm-hmm. that she would have put a real tribe in there. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, people are still finding out about this. Yeah. I will definitely have uh, all these linked in the show notes. So definitely okay, awesome. take a look at them. Mm-hmm. Again, like thank you so much for joining us and sharing your expertise. Thank it you was for having me. This is a blast. Joy of this is my first podcast. I'm so excited. Oh, <gasps> it feels it's an honor. The pleasure is ours. It's been so fun <laughs> yes. talking to you. Yeah. And um. Yeah, thanks so much for listening to this episode, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. If you leave us a little written review on Apple Podcasts, we will pick a 2000s montage song for your life and give you a shout out in the next episode. So you're going to want to do that. You can also follow us on Instagram. It's Movies That Raised Us. You can follow us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. You can follow us on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us Pod. And if you want to send, you know, some long form prose, poetry, um, you can always email us at Movies That Raised Us at gmail.com. Yes. And we will see you next week for Spooktober. Oh, shit. Y'all aren't ready for this. I decorated my home apartment already. It's a problem. I'm so excited. I am Mo. And I'm Christina. And our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.